This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. It's Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the number one tennis betting podcast brought to you in a betting, betting, betting podcast brought to you in association <laughs> with Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. I'm Nigel Seeley, and I'm alongside, as per usual, on a Wednesday morning or afternoon in the UK. It's Sean Calvert, our senior tennis handicapper for Because We Win. Sean, how are you, my friend? I'm all right, thanks. Basking in the, the late summer sunshine that we're having here briefly in the southeast of, uh, of England. I've put a hoodie on, and, and I was in the garden. I put yeah, a hoodie on, and I'm I'm boiling. I you've gone boiling. too far there. I don't I don't know what you're doing with a hoodie on today. I know. I, I it's uh it's it's quite overcast here. It's not not so wet weather. Um, better weather yesterday though in Cincinnati. Well, quite... not not really. It was it was like blowing a gale. It was yeah, no rain. We got play, didn't we? we got play. Oh well, it got play, but the standard was severely impacted yeah. by a, by the wind. It was. It was shocking. I think the rublev Rusevori match was, I think they hit 135 unforced errors between them in three sets. Oh, I, I, I mean, was going to mention that when we spoke about the Rusevori game. I mean, I've seen a lot of comments on Twitter. I, I was fast asleep when that match was on, but uh, the, the the unforced errors were insane. That wasn't the only match. It was, And you can see why, because, you know, if you watch any of that, any of the play yesterday, it was, it was just very, very windy. It, it, you know, it's a real, in a sense, it's a leveller, but... Generally speaking, the better players kind of handle it better, and um, it, it's it's difficult, isn't it? When we're looking at these these draws on a Sunday, or I'm looking at it probably Saturday night, Sunday morning, whenever it comes out, and then I'm making my picks and thinking of you know what could possibly the upsets that could possibly happen. That's all very well and good, but if they don't play till Tuesday night, and all of a sudden it's in a howling gale. It's, it's all bets are off, aren't they? Mm. Literally, almost. But yeah, that's 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 how it is. It's an outdoor sport. You know, sometimes that goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, so there was no rain. That was a good thing. I mean, we got the order of play through, and obviously we had some good tennis uh, in the evening. And it was a, it's been one of them horrible runs at the moment that run at the moment since Wimbledon, during Wimbledon, where our official picks haven't been getting the job done, but our leans, the ones that we we consider here as leans, have all been cashing. That's, that's uh, always the way, isn't it? Yeah, we had a lean yesterday with the over nineteen and a half in the Jordan Thompson, Carlos Alcaraz match. So hopefully, some of you would have cashed on that, but unfortunately. For us, the, the strategy we had here coming into this week in Cincinnati was to fade the players who went deep the week before in Toronto. It hasn't really worked out in round one. It hasn't worked out at all, really, in round one. I think um, the wind was a big factor as well there. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Yeah, go but on. Yeah, go, go, go on, go on. I'll just say, I, th- I think Ke- Kekmanovic would have had a, a much better chance against Paul had it not been extremely windy. You know, 7-5, 7-6, pretty close. But, you know, had he been able to take that second set, I think he you know, perhaps would have won that match. But, uh, you know, the wind... You don't know who's going to play well in the wind. We saw Davidovic Fakina last week, didn't we, in, in Toronto. He, he he just didn't fancy it, did he? It was too windy. He just thought, I'm not I'm not going to be able to hit my targets here in the wind, so I'm just going to I'm just going to semi jacket in, which is sort of what he did. Um, you know, you can't legislate for that, can you, when you're making these picks? Um, with regards to the wind, and we'll come on to the weather conditions a little bit later on because Davidovic Fakina was in action uh, today against Dav- uh, Novak Djokovic, which should be a very interesting match as well. We'll look at the weather conditions in that, but 
just on that strategy from the first round where we were we were sort of fading the players who went deep, should we just revert that now and think, okay, they're playing well now and they're playing really well? Or should we sort of have that in the back of our mind as we got those players going further and further deeper, considering they went long last week into the semifinals, quarterfinals and finals in some cases, and then they have the US Open in, what, 10 days' time from now? It would still be in the back of my mind, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, watching that Tommy Paul match yesterday, he didn't look to be moving that great he seemed to be pulling up after you know a long couple some of the longer rallies that's why I thought you know Kikmanovic could have nicked that second he, he would have had a decent chance of winning it in the third um yeah yeah sometimes it sometimes it works out where the adrenaline kind of carries over for a match and then it it comes in the second round knowing all look what will probably happen is Paul and Diminor will probably be exhausted in this round coming up rather than the first round which is obviously not ideal for us but I would certainly have that in the back of my mind, yeah, because he's, you know, particularly Diminor, um, having gone back-to-back in Los Cabos, you know, and um, Toronto as well, and now here in Cincinnati. Yeah, I know he's a fit guy. I know he likes running all day, but we've seen it before with him. You know, as I said, when he won Acapulco, he was he had nothing left at all for Indian Wells. So at some point, it's going to hit Diminor in particular, I think. We'll we'll see how Sinner gets on today, because he's obviously the the one that we haven't seen yet. Uh, on the back of the match last night, Carlos Alcaraz um, reached the semi-finals last week, didn't he, in Toronto? But uh, wasn't at his best. I know of the conditions. Obviously, we've mentioned the conditions there. But Jordan Thompson took a set off him. He he struggled a little bit, but he found the way with some brilliant tennis in in set number three. Um, what do you make of Alcaraz coming into the U.S. Open and in this tournament in particular as well? I mean, he's a very pe- popular player not only on the court but with betters as well everyone likes betting Carlos Alcaraz I mean cashing lots of tickets with his fantastic run he's been on in the second half of 2023 but um how would you consider his form now to what it was heading into sort of sort of winter uh, into Wimbledon and on, on after Wimbledon do you think he's a little bit leggy or do you think he's you know just is just, just playing his calendar and going into the US Open sort of easing up a little bit I mean, he's not playing well I'm not sure what the the reason for that is precisely um could be fatigued um, played too much tennis, whatever. Um, but his draws, his draws difficult, isn't it? You've got, you know, if he if he well, his next match would probably be against Tommy Paul, who's already beaten him a couple of times on hard courts. Then he might have TFO. Hopefully, from my point of view, he'll have TFO. You know, just to get to the latter stage. I, as far as this week is concerned, I, you know, my feeling is the same as last week, which is he's he's too short to be back in. You know, he he did this last year, didn't he? he didn't play particularly well after Wimbledon, and then he went on went and won the U.S. Open. So. I don't think he'll be that concerned about his form. I just personally wouldn't be backing him in this sort of tournament, you know, on the basis of what he did last year, on the basis of it of that being pretty much the same as what he's done so far this year after Wimbledon. He, he might win this tournament, but I, I'm not, I'm not sold on him at, at, at the price that he is on the outright market. Well, he's through to the round of sixteen. Uh, he's still the favourite with Bet Rivers. He's plus one seventy to win this. And this isn't the US Open price. These are the actual ATP Tour <laughs> Cincinnati prices. Plus 170 to win the tournament. Novak Djokovic is the second favourite at plus 180. But there's flip-flopping favourites there. Novak Djokovic started as the favourite prior before a ball was even hit. Alcaraz has obviously got through to the last 16 and he's now overtaken Djokovic is the favourite. So it's a very, very heavy favourites, those two. Bearing them, uh, Daniel Medvedev is $5. Uh, Yannick Sinner looking for back-to-back tournaments, which is, as we, if you sit and listen to the podcast on Sunday, you will know it's very rare and uh, very hard to win back-to-back tournaments in, in Canada and then here in Cincinnati. But he's $8. Sitsa Pass is 11 Holger Rune is $1,700. Zverev is 1800 And our pick, Francis Tiafoe, um, one tough match in the big Greek war, but he's in action 
later on tonight. We're going to look at his chances a little bit later on, but he's now down to 20 to 1. So things have opened up a little bit for TFO. The odds have more than halved. Um, Do you think that's just a public play? Or I don't think there's anything in that first round match that I thought it was impressive. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why he's gone. I'm just looking at the draw here. Um, I I can't immediately see off the top of my head anybody that's gone out that, you know, gone out of the tournament that would, that would be a, you know, a big, a big plus for him. Um, We'll talk about his match later, but I'm not entirely sure why he's, unless that's a sort of, Maybe it's a negative. It can't be a negative for Alcaraz though, because his price has come in. So I, I can't. I'm not sure why he's gone down from fifty to one to twenty to one after one match. No, I'm not. That's slightly confusing. I think you're underestimating the power of Sean Calvert, and because we win, the public money is on because we have picked possibly, it here. Yeah, that's yeah, possible. That's, that's what uh, Bet Rivers are running scared of us, Sean. I don't know why, because we're only two point eight seven units up on the year so far. But uh, there's a big winner coming around the corner, and we're doing everything right. We're just. Hitting the brick wall above it. But Francis TFO, the big mover on the arrow market, 50 to 1 into 20 to 1. Um, we can look at some matches. Now, when we're filming this, it's quite difficult for us to film over here in the UK because we're filming it in the afternoon and we don't know the matches for the following day until the early hours of, of the morning here. So we're obviously just sleeping. We know the matches and the lines come out. So all we can do is preview today's later matches. So there's three matches for today that we're going to preview. And we've got one match we do know tomorrow in the last 16. And the first match we're going to talk about today is Holgerun up against uh, Mackenzie McDonald. Now, before we go on to that match, I think it's very important for anyone who plays on the Holgerun match to know exactly what the conditions are like because Holgerun is such a good player in slow conditions. He's he's not great on on the faster courts. Um, what do you what do you what are the weather forecasts predicting today in Cincinnati? You know, is the wind still going to be strong? You've got your eye across all the different. Uh, metrics and all the different weather conditions so what 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 do we uh, expect to see today courtside well, it's not meant to be anywhere near as windy it's, it's there's barely a breath of wind today um if the weather forecast is correct um so that should produce some decent tennis it certainly shouldn't be anywhere near as difficult as yesterday uh we've got some stats in after 26 main draw matches so far there's been 80 percent holds and 73.1 percent first serve points won that's that's slightly down on the on the sort of 10 year average which is 81% and 74%. So it kind of bears out what we've seen. It's been slightly slower and that's perhaps to do with the fact that it has been a bit rainy, a bit humid, um not much sun really, not certainly not, nowhere near as hot as it can be here in Mason, Ohio at this time of year. Um there's a rain due for tomorrow as well. Thursday is supposed to be some rain, 3.3 millimeters I think it said of rain, but it, it doesn't tell you when that's gonna when that's gonna fall. I think it said Thursday afternoon. So conditions still not going to be quick. I don't think it, it's it's quite a high bouncing. That's that's one thing I did notice. It seems to bounce higher this green set surface than than I've seen in Cincinnati before. Um, so if it is going to be quicker, it's it's going to be later in the week, sort of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, when it does get a bit warmer. The weather gets a bit better. At the minute, it's no more than a sort of medium paced hardcore for me at the moment. Now, Hogarun is the favourite here, heavy favourite, as you would expect, the, the higher-ranked player. But he's not in great form since he got beat by Carlos Alcaraz at Wimbledon. He's lost his next three matches, and he's minus 165 against Mackenzie McDonald here, who's plus 132. And the American McDonald is playing well at the moment. He's did well in the first round, being in Hanferman, reached the quarterfinals in Toronto, beat Rublev, Karatsev, Raonic. Uh, and he also did beat to, got to the quarterfinals in Newport, the, the grass court, before 
Wimbledon. So he's the player in form out of the two. Uh, plus 132, you can get him. The spread is two and a half. McDonald plus two and a half is minus 124. And the total here is 22 and a half. They have met once before this year in Indian Wells on the hard court. Um, you might have been at, you might have been at the match, but Holger Room won seven five six three in the second round. It was very windy that day. It's like it was really really windy, in fact. Um, so that, that kind of might have impacted a little bit on um Mackenzie McDonald that day, but Rune Rune won in straight sets, as he said. He was a 1.47 uh chance. That's minus two one three that day, Holger Rune. So the layers don't fancy him as much today. It's more like one point six, around about minus one sixty seven or so, I think, today, Holger Rune for this one. Kind of obvious why. Uh as he said, he's not been in good form. Um had a back problem after Wimbledon rather unwisely went to play Hockman Cup. Um, she probably shouldn't have done. Then got beat by Marcus uh, Giron in Canada. That was we had Giron that day, didn't we, to win a set? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think pretty sure we did. Um, and he did that uh, on the statistics of the last twelve months um, on this surface outdoor hard at main level. It's actually McDonald that slightly has the slightly the better stats. Ruined service points one and return points one total is one hundred and two. Uh, Mackenzie McDonald one hundred and three and a half. So you can see why the prices are quite close. You know, McDonald's got the better stats. Rune's not been in great form. There's there's a question mark about him in terms of his fitness with the back problem that he's had. What puts me off back in McDonald here is just it just feels like the price is a bit short against a, a top a top class opponent. Um in his career against top ten opponents, he's won twenty one percent of his matches. So he wins roughly one in every five of them. And we've been asked to back him at what, two point two point three ish or something 1. today? Three two, yeah. Yeah, it just feels too short. I mean, if 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 you're saying he wins twenty one percent of his matches against top ten opponents, that's just going on that. That should make him about four point seven six plus three seventy six to win this match. It it just feels like the price is too short for me to back McDonald. But I, I certainly wouldn't be surprised if he won. Uh, a lot is going to depend on obviously Rune's condition, whether you know, whether he is fully fit. Uh, the, the slightly later in the day conditions perhaps would favour Rune. I think it just depends on how fit Rune is. Um, it's a no bet for me. I thought McDonald would be, I'd give him a decent chance, but I couldn't back him at that, those odds. The early money has come for Holgerun. Uh, he's now minus 165 from an opening 1.6. So the Bet Rivers betters uh, expecting Holgerun probably because he's the, the more of the, the bigger name. Uh, but the match starts at 5 p.m. Eastern time. So that's the first match we're going to talk about tonight. So the evening matches. If you want to talk about the, the early matches, if you haven't seen the podcast, it's also on the, on the website on the YouTube channel, Betting River, uh, Bet Rivers uh, Studios. So you'll be able to get the uh, Betting Weekly Studios. You'll be able to get the, uh, the the podcast we recorded yesterday for the early matches today. That's the Bet Rivers Studios. Um, let's move on to the next match, um, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Alessandro Davidovich for Kina up against Novak Djokovic. Now, Davidovich Rikina is a player I absolutely love watching, but I don't like betting on him. He's a, uh, he's an underdog here, big underdog. Novak Djokovic opened up at minus 835 with Bet Rivers. Uh, he's not that now. He's minus 715. That is a big move, you know. That's a big, big anti-move for Novak Djokovic. Um, Davidovich Rikina was plus 575. He's now down to plus 510. The spread here is five and a half. Um, and the favourite is obviously the Spaniard, minus 159. And the total was moved from 19 and a half to 20 and a half. So 20 and a half now is the total line on the games. And it's minus 109 for the over, minus 115 for the under. Davidovich Vikina is a player that has the ability to beat Novak Djokovic, as he has shown before he beat him in Monte Carlo in the second uh, in the second round when he comes through a close match. 
the opening two matches between the two of them were very one-sided wins for Novak Djokovic where they're back in 2021. And the last match they played was in the French Open this year where the first two sets were tie breaks and then Novak Djokovic ran away with it 6-2 in the third. But Davidovic Vikina has seen money. This is the first match Novak Djokovic has played on US soil since COVID. Um, he may have a point to prove. The crowd are going to be very, very interested to see him and they'd be very welcoming to him while he's been in Cincinnati. So it's a big, big news story here. And Davidovich Vakina wants to spoil it. Do you think he's got a chance? Yeah, I think he does. Um, I took uh, over 19 and a half earlier on this morning at 1.91. I think that's longer on that. Mm. Um, that's, um, I think, feel like that was a little bit of value. If you look at Novak Djokovic, he, he did play actually in the doubles yesterday, um, lost fairly convincingly in straight sets in the doubles. I can't imagine that would have been a great preparation for him. I took a look at his record in his first hardcore event after Wimbledon in the last five years. Last year, his first match after Wimbledon on a hard court was in Labour Cup. He lost in straight sets to Felix. Um, 2021, his first tournament was the Olympics. Um, he had a really easy first round there against Deli N, but ended up losing to both Alexander Zverev and Karena Buster at that tournament. Uh, 2020 here in Cincinnati, which well, actually I think it was in New York, wasn't it? But it's it, technically Cincinnati, I suppose, as far as the, the record shows. Um, he beat Ricardus Barankis, but only 7-6-6-4 in his first match. That was after six months off the tour that year. That was a kind of COVID year, wasn't it? Things were a bit complex. But again, a, a struggling win against uh, a sort of much lower-ranked player in Barankis. 2019, he beat Sam Query 7-5 in the first set and then 6-1. Ended up making the semifinals um, that year. 2018, he beat played a tiebreak against Mirza Basic, who we haven't seen much of in the last few years. Um, very low rank now, wasn't particularly highly ranked then. So it's kind of a history of him generally getting things done, but not always, but with a bit of a struggle, a lot of sort of tiebreaks and sort of close sets uh, involved in his first match after Wimbledon on a hard court. Now looking at the head-to-head -head against Davidovich, three of their last six sets, and that's on clay, have gone to a tiebreak. Um, and the, the stats of those two meetings, I know it's on clay, this is on hard, but even so, it still it still shows the, the matchup to a certain degree. Um, the stats of those two meetings is absolutely nothing between them. They're dead level. Both have won only 53% of their service points. So very, very return-oriented. Lots of breaks of serve. Both won 47% of return points. So the, the service points won, return points won totals are absolutely dead level. They've created exactly the same number of breakpoint chances. Davidovich Fakina held serve 10% more often. So you could argue over those two clay meetings, Davidovich had the slight edge overall. Um, this is obviously an evening match, so a touch slower conditions. You would think that would potentially suit Davidovich Fakina. Um, I'm not surprised Djokovic has gone out. It's it's he's this, he he was priced up the same price today as when Davidovich beat him in Monte Carlo. I thought, yeah, I think that's way too short considering Davidovich has been playing well last week on the hard courts, already won a match here against Echeverry. Um, as I said, I took the over 19 and a half. That's, that's gone now. I potentially might still be interested in over 20 and a half. I, I think this is going to be a, a tight one. I'm also interested in um, tiebreak played or a set one tiebreak. It, it feels like to me, if, if Davidovich does go out ahead, which he may well do, given Djokovic's lack of matches lately, he's, he's, hardly, he's hardly likely to serve a set out. You know, He could have won a couple of them sets at the French Open against Djokovic, ended up losing both in the tiebreak. Um, so I think I, I took 6.4 earlier on about set one tiebreak 
um, over 12 and a half games in set one. I think that's now gone down to 5.6 plus 460 last time I looked. But still think that's decent, bearing in mind that the stats you know, on the clay, admittedly, were dead level. But with Djokovic's lack of matches and Davidovic being in decent form, I think it should be a, a really good test for Novak this. Plus 460 available for a tiebreak in the first set. And as Sean said there, three sets in their last six sets these two have played have been a tiebreak. Uh, the one thing for me, if you're going to bet Davidovic for Keener, is just that he couldn't handle the pressure in the, against Holger Rune that Wimbledon really served under Rama. We were on Davidovich Rikina that day oh, yeah. for quite decent amounts. I've forgotten and about that. Yeah, well, I, I sorry to remind you on that one. But um, if he can't hold his nerve there, I think with all the media attention on Novak Djokovic on his first singles match back in the States, I think that's going to be too much pressure for Davidovich Rikina. So that puts me off him. And there has been some money for Davidovich Rikina, but the total games line at 20 and a half does interest me. And would have cashed in their last um, two matches if you bet the overs in the last two matches. They played the most recent ones. The problems in 2021 really have done much, not, not really much relevance at all. But uh, those are um, our future pick, as we said there, Francis TFO. He is in action this evening. All the American hopes are on Francis. The very popular Francis TFO is going to have a huge support for him. Uh, number 10 in the world now. He's up against the former major champion, Stanislaus Wawrinka. He's a heavy favourite again, uh, minus 190. Stanislaus Wawrinka is plus 150. But for Francis Tiafo to get through to the round of 16, he's going to overcome a not a very nice head-to-head -head, uh, in this match because if you follow your head-to-heads, uh, Stanislaus Wawrinka leads 3-0 against Francis Tiafo. So he's got to overcome that record. Um, I, prob I suppose you can say that in 2019 and 2020, Francis Tiafo's kicked on a little bit since then. Uh, they did meet in 2022 in Queen's Club. Uh, it was a 2-1 win. But the one thing I would say from all three of their matches, they have been very, very close. And talking about tie breaks, there's been the last the last match they had at Queen's, all three sets were tie breaks and four of the last, uh, sorry, five of the last six sets between these two have been tie breaks. So over certainly interests me here. I'm going to get you the line, Sean. But before I get the line, just give us your thoughts on this match. Yeah, as you said, it's not it's a, it's a, a matchup that TFO has struggled with in the past. Um, you know, two of them were quite a while ago. There was the one at Queens, as you mentioned. Breaking down the head to head, if you look at that, those three matches, Varinka one hundred and six point five service points, one return points, one total compared to ninety three and a half for TFO. So quite a decent advantage for Varinka there, and he's done it by being dominant on his first serve in particular. Um, he's held serve ninety six percent of the time against TFO. TFO himself has held 92% of the time, which is very, very decent, but it's, it's all, it's been all about the, the Vavrinka first serve. He's won 90%, huge 90% of his first serve points, but only 44% on his second serve in that matchup Vavrinka. So it's that first serve of Vavrinka that TFO just in, in the past anyway, has been unable to deal with. I should imagine he'll be better equipped to deal with it now. Um, it's, it's difficult for TFO, um, this is this is the match he's expected to win, but it's a, an opponent he's 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 not had a, he's not had a sniff on the on the Vavrinka serve. Um, looking at Stan, his last match again, he was a little bit fortunate. Uh, he got Brandon Nakashima, who's awful on break points at the minute, nil from eight against Stan, and he's now gone seven from fifty-two. This hard court swing Nakashima. Um, I think he'll be better prepared now, um, TFO. I, he should win this match. I certainly wouldn't back him at that price based on the head-to-head. -head. You know, Stan's a bit mercurial these days. He can either be pretty good, very good, or, or just not very good at all. And that kind of happens. You know, his age is 38. 
years of age now, which is obviously pushing it. Um, the over 12 and a half games, you know, on the head to head does look decent. 3.7 that was with Bet Rivers when I looked at it earlier. I'm not sure what price it is now. Um, but I think that probably be my my lean on that one. Obviously, I hope TFO is going to win. I, I sort of do expect him to win, but I can't imagine it's going to be easy. And I imagine there's going to be at least a tiebreak uh, or a, a close set or a couple of close sets in this one. Plus 270, a tiebreak in the first set now. Plus 175 for over 10 and a half. So that might be a popular one. I think also as well, you're going to have to concentrate on the first set because obviously you said there, uh, Stan Wawrinka is now 38. So if he goes to a final set, he could be a complete mm. tank. Uh, so, so the first set could be tight. And then obviously you could see the, a bit of fatigue and a bit of tiredness come in for Stan. Uh, but TFO has got to overcome that 3-0 uh, record. The totals are over 23 and a half. It's a bet Rivers aren't silly. That's the highest quote of the day, including this one and the next match we're going to talk about. Even money for the over, minus 127 for the under. If you want to get on the handicap, Ravinka plus two and a half, minus 118. TFO is minus two and a half, minus 108. There's 29 different markets available on this match and all the matches on the Bet Rivers, which actually more than that, 34 markets on the Davidovic uh, Djokovic game and 36 markets on the next match we're going to talk about, which is Alexei Popperin against Emil Ruzovori. Now, this match is going to be played on Thursday. So this is tomorrow. It's the first round 16 match we do know. As you said earlier, Popper, uh, Ruzovori played an absolutely abysmal performance. Unforced errors galore against Andre Rublev in the wind. Conditions really got the better of the, both players there. Um, but he's uh, he's an overwhelming favourite here against Popperin, which does surprise me slightly. Um, I, I thought this might be a little bit closer than this. If you look at their... Their record this year on hardcore, it's Popperin who has slightly the better record. And also, if you look at their ranking, there's only two places separating in the world rankings. 58, Popperin, who's the higher-ranked player, and Ruzavori is 60, two places below. So that really doesn't really represent the odds there, minus 155 and plus 125. Uh, I, I have this down as a probably a 50-50 call here. I don't know if you agree with me or not, Sean. What do you think of this one? I think um, Ruzavori's a bit short, yeah. Yeah. Um... Popperin lost to Max Purcell in qualies, got back in. It might be his week. He got back in as a lucky loser. Then he beat Altmaier in another three-set match. Been playing a lot of those. Then he got a walkover when Nicholas Jarry withdrew because Jarry's um, wife is about to give birth, I think. So he's gone to gone to be by her side, Nicholas Jarry. Um, so maybe Popperin's luck is in this week. He's played a lot of tennis lately. Um, won Umag on the clay to, to the surprise of a lot of people. Uh, tough tournament, heat and humidity out there. His last five matches in a row went to a final set. Um, it's given him confidence, though. You know, uh, his fitness seems good. He's winning a lot of these three-set matches. Last 12 months, an outdoor hard at main level. There's nothing between them. Um, Rusevoy, 50% win rate and a service points one, return points one total of 100. Popperin, the same total, but a slightly lower win rate, 47%. Um, as I mentioned earlier, 135 unforced. That's got to be a record, hasn't it? 135 unforced errors in a three-set match. Rusevori against Rublev. I mean, Rublev. Sir, it was it was ridiculous, really. Rublev served for the opening set twice, um, and he had to have two goes at serving out the second set. Rublev, and he was also a break up in the third, and he lost. Those are the sort of matches that Rusevori normally loses. Normally, we're talking about Rusevori doing that. Now he was on for, for, for a change. He was on the other side of the court. And it was Rublev that. Um, that couldn't see things through. But yeah, 135 from four stairs in the wind is is quite remarkable. I mean, the stats, uh, it's, it suggests this should be roughly 50-50-ish. I would perhaps make Rusevori just a, a slight favourite, but 
not the price that he is. What is he, 1.65-ish? Uh, minus 155, Ruzavori, and plus 125, Popperin. Now, the Popperin price is probably the... I think it's the best price in the land at the moment. So I reckon by the time we record this, the 125 would have gone. But um, it's under pressure, that price, for sure. I think that's wrong. I think this is a pick and match. It is a pick and match. It's, it's roughly a pick and match. I'd slightly favour Ruzavori, but not not at 1.65 or whatever he is now. Um, it's just a lean here, but on the stats, I think you have to take a chance on Popper and his look certainly seems to be in at the minute. So, um, you know, it's, the stats are the same. Rusevoy's got nothing that I can see in, in the data to make him quite as short as that. So my lean would be Popper in there. Yep. Couldn't agree more. I like Popper in here at plus 125. So they are the four matches that we have preview. Three of them this evening, five o'clock, Rune against McDonald, seven o'clock, Davidovic for Kina v. Djokovic. 8.15, Francis TFO v. Rinka. And tomorrow, Thursday, Popper in against Ruzavoy. The round of 16 starts tomorrow. Um, Sean, no official pick this, or are you going to go for that total games at 20 and a half? Or are you going to swerve it? Is, is yeah, it no, I'm, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, I think I, I think that's going to be really tight. I'm also going to take the set one overs as well. I think the set one tie, but it's big enough, really tempting price on a, a an outcome, which is quite possible, I think. So we're going to go for over 20 and a half total games. Davidovich, Vakina, Djokovic later on this evening. And we're going to go for the first set to be a tiebreak. He's plus 470. And as we said, there are three sets in the last six sets between these two players have ended in a tiebreak. So that's absolutely fantastic value. Maybe worth looking at the second set as well, Sean. You know, just if someone wants to play it again, you know, just hopefully, because now in our luck, sometimes we get the, we miss the first Damn. one and get the second one. I think it depends how the first set goes. If Davidovich has been sort of 5-3 up and ends up losing it in a tiebreak, the toys could well come out of the pram, couldn't they? Yeah, I suppose. That's, that would concern me. Because having watched him against Diminor last week, and obviously m m multiple times previously, it's, it's, he, he's not he's not the most mentally resilient, is he? Some, when it goes, it, it, it can go sometimes. So it, it depends on the state of the match, I think. As I said at the top of the show, I love watching him play. But I don't like gambling, and as I, I don't, as I told you that I told I the, the the security at Miami wouldn't let me through the gate with my pass, and I and I, and I said, listen, my players, but I told them, and I just think the first player I could think of, I said, it was the fitness coach for Davidovich Fakina. So um, plausible, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> as I was drinking Stella and uh, as, as makes I walked, it slightly uh, less and, and, and eating some uh, candy as I walked through. So uh, maybe maybe not, but uh, me and David over tricking we're, we're good buddies, ex fitness coach Nigel as well. So uh, anyway, this is this part of the show that we we said yesterday. We're opening up for you now. If you've got any questions you want to send through, we answered a question yesterday about the strategy that Sean uses that he refers to here uh, about the points on some the service points and return points one. Um, if there's any questions you have, we haven't had any through yet, but if you've got any questions for us or any, any handicapping, any early leans you want for the US Open, things that we should do, what you look at, what the number one tip, how important are head-to-head -head records, conditions, that kind of stuff, um, you know, just let us know and we'll answer those questions for you as well. Uh, big thanks to Dylan, who uh, is still in Cincinnati, sending me pictures from the courtside, giving me the weather update. So thank you very much for for, for that. He gave me a picture. Tell me about the wind yesterday. Tell me all about the, uh, the rain the day before. So thank you very much, Dylan, for one of our subscribers and uh, on the YouTube channel and also someone who follows us here on the, on the show. So thank you very much for letting us know all about that. Um, if you want to follow us, you can follow us in four ways. You can download the betting weekly game bet match podcast on your preferred podcast provider. Um, we want to get higher up those charts heading into the U S open. We want to get some record weeks there. Thank you for everyone who subscribed to the new YouTube channel. Uh, the Benning Weekly Studios, we're getting a huge amount of uh, subscribers every day on that. So really, really pleasing to see so many people you join us on the YouTube channel. And you can also find some brilliant content 
on the European soccer is there as well. We had a great week in the Premier League last week. We gave six picks, uh, five winners and one lean, not one losing pick. So some great action there. And you'll obviously follow us on our Twitter page and our Instagram page at Because We Win. The Instagram page is a little bit quiet at the moment because we uh, we haven't been overseas. But uh, in the next couple of weeks, both myself and Sean will be in uh, New York for the uh, for the tennis, for the US Open. And so sure we have some great content there. Uh, on that as well. I've been looking at some good bars and areas to go uh, around where I'm staying. So I'm sure we'll have some uh, interesting uh, material for you, you on staying? there as well. I'm staying uh, near Times Square. Margaritaville. Oh, okay. Margaritaville. Staying there, right? I stayed there before last year. And the only reason I stayed there is because um, it, it had a nice, it had a pool. It was so hot. That I, I know, I'm staying in Queens. I'm not, I'm not venturing into Manhattan. Not, I, I know you are. I've been there before, like numerous times I've been to Manhattan. It's, it's brilliant. It's great, but it's, it's a, it's a heck of a schlep from there to the, to the tennis. That's the only problem. There's this thing called taxi, Sean. Just get in one of them. You start yeah, doing How long does it take you though? A cab from Times Square minutes. to there? 40 minutes. 40 minutes? Yeah. And the rest. 40 minutes. It does. Is it? About sixty dollars, forty minutes. Oh, that's what. Oh, you can get uh, a train. You can get a train from Grand Central. It takes. A, it's you about... can, yeah. Again, it, it's it's just. A, I'm doing a walk from a, a hotel in Queens, about ten minute walk to the tennis. That's me. I need you to find my mobile phone while you're there, Sean. Hey, can you head to the Bronx to get my mobile phone that was stolen? I've got the. the you got the address? Yeah, if you can pop around, and just knock on the door politely and say. Nigel wants his phone back. You're right. I can try that if you want. Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you can keep the phone if you can, if you get out alive. Yeah, which is it. which is questionable. <laughs> yeah, I'll give that a go if you want. Yeah, why not? No, I've got a new one now. Don't worry about that, mate. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining us. That's it for this week. Uh, we'll be back again on Sunday with the countdown to the US Open, obviously. And then the whole tennis week goes crazy uh, with the content for the next for the US Open over the next fortnight or so on that. So back uh, on, on, on Sunday. Uh, have a great weekend. Hopefully we can go out on the week with a little bit of a high and uh, follow us on Twitter. We're giving some any leans or any bets on the on, if we're not doing a podcast, we might give you some stuff on there that you want to follow as well. Uh, Sean, enjoy your day, mate. Enjoy the sunshine. Thank Make you. the most. I think it's going to rain tomorrow. So uh, take care.